Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. I'm like, okay, think of every potato dish and then spin the wheel with like other things I love and see how those other dishes can fit in with tater tots. (laughs) Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Tots episode of Didn't I Just Feed You? We know it's been long awaited. And there's so many good <laughs> plays on words. <sighs> Do you like the title of this episode that I came up with, Megan? Why Tots Are Tits with Dan why, Mellon. Yeah, Why Tots Are the Tits. So I said that. I said it. I was telling Mike what I named the episode. And Isaac was like, the tits? You know, he's 12 and a half. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, It's an expression. He was like, what are you talking about? Oh, because he's like, only thinking of the body part. Yes. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's an expression. I, I, you know, I believe it's British. It means like great. He's like, what? Great? Like boobs are great? I was like, oh my God, wait, no. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> he just thought that it's the most amazing thing that there's an expression, the tits. And he like started walking around the house being like, we have to travel to London. So I can be like, this is the tits. Those are the tits. Ah, (laughs) the tits. He just kept saying it. It was pretty hilarious. Oh, and we made some inappropriate puns. Maybe not inappropriate. Borderline with Dan on our recording. Like tots out. That's gonna, (laughs) that's gotta go on a mug. Okay. Aren't you curious about my relationship with Tots? I feel like we talk about this one a little bit, but I, you said before we started that you had an I love it. I do. So I'm like, I'm getting into the 
cool weather, like I'm really trying to embrace it. It's really, really hard for me. So one of the things that I'm doing is we've talked about matcha before and I really do love it. And I definitely go in phases. Like I always have a cup of coffee in the morning. Like that's for sure. But like other things that I drink throughout the day, it's really just phases. And right now I'm in a phase of making chai at home. Mm -hmm. And there is a restaurant in Portland, Oregon called Bollywood Theater. Yes. It does the most delicious Indian street food. And their chai is insanely delicious. And so when I got home, I was remembering, I was like, oh yeah, I wonder if there's a recipe. So I did a search and it turns out that they sell their chai tea blend through a site called ReluctantTrading.com. Oh. And it's so good. So if you go to, it's called the Reluctant Trading Experiment, but the URL is ReluctantTrading.com. Look for Bollywood Theater Chai and you can buy a tin yourself. And then I just do half milk, half water, put it in the pot. I just add the loose tea, a tablespoon and a half. I add a little bit of regular sugar and it's the most delicious. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing ever. Because it's like screw pumpkin spice. And fragrant and like all those spices and a little sweet. Yes. I'm I'm chai obsessed. Um, I was really surprised to, that you said uh, that you had to order their chai online because I was going to say that's one of my favorite like little travel tips is to when you're like somewhere and you enjoy something at a restaurant is to either like take some part of that home with you, which I feel like really invigorates your cooking when you're home or to try and find it online when you get home. So I love that yours is like a souvenir from our trip to Portland. I say our trip to Portland, but you were also there with your family. I do. I go every year, but this one was ours. Yes. A little bit, right? Maybe we're going to make that a tradition. Totally. So do you have meetups there because that's what our our friends want us, our friends, our listeners, you guys are our friends. It's funny. Didn't we recently have a conversation about who we call friends? Yeah. About the or like, if you come internet. on our show, you're our friend now. You're our friend. Also, <laughs> people who are, I consider my friends who I've never actually met in real life. It's all <laughs> on the internet. Hey, if you listen, you're our friend too. <laughs> it's all <laughs> in the family. So um, I don't have an, I love it this week. Really? Which I feel like I should. No, you shouldn't. Megan, this is a very inclusive space. We don't need it. To, you don't need to do anything. Just show up as yourself how I'm, you are today. Yes. I know we sort of, <laughs> we talked about this in our our like Halloween slash the episode where we talk about, I want to say we talk about burnout, but that's not actually what we talked about. We talk about like feeding yourself first. And then I thought it was so interesting that like, in the same week, one of our listeners dropped into the listeners group, which you can find us on Facebook as Didn't I Just Feed You and join our listeners group with the private password, private password with the password whiskey or painkiller. <laughs> um, was it Shauna Westlake? She was like, I'm having food apathy. Yeah. Like, she has zero was interest a, in it. And yes. I was like, that is exactly what it is. And, you know, I'm coming off of prepping for Thanksgiving and the holidays on kitchen. And I just like, I have a lot of food apathy right now, which I think yeah. is normal. The thread was very, I th- I actually commented, I don't know if you saw that I commented just yesterday about how much I loved the thread because people were so helpful and non-judgmental and it was really great. Um, and they gave tons of fantastic ideas, which is one of the main reasons you want to join our listeners group. 
But I also just chimed in after saying how much I love you guys that also like just be yourself. Like I get that way. I get apathy around a lot of things in my life. I just like, I guess it's my personality where I go all in and have a lot of energy and then I burn out and around exercise, around work, around projects. And I think it's sometimes it's just important to let yourself be, you know, like it'll that's come back. just such a normal part of the process too, right? Like of any project or of any process. Like, yeah, you're like very gung-ho and then you're like, I don't know, am I doing this right? And then you, you kind of will come back to that part of being inspired. So yeah, I don't have an I love it, but I do love tots. So I feel like really excited that we're talking about this. And tots are one of those things we did not talk about this with Deanne that I feel like always brings me back to myself. Is that like a cheesy thing to say? No, I love that. Tell me more. Like, I don't know. There's this like handful of little things for me personally that I feel like, and they're not all food related. Like baking is one of those things that makes me feel more like myself. Tots are one of those like comfort foods that I feel like make me feel more like myself. There's a movie I loved, it, love it, it, with Will Ferrell. It's called Stranger Than Fiction. It's like when I feel melancholy, I will watch it and then I feel like brought back to myself. Do you have anything like that? I'm sorry. I'm going I off do. on a very weird tangent. Now. No, I like it. So tell me why. It must harken back to something in your childhood or I don't know. What is it? Yeah, I think it's that. I think, well, first of all, I just freaking love potatoes. Can we just give it up for potatoes? They're like... <laughs> And I think as a kid, that was like my go-to comfort food, like make, having mashed potatoes around holidays always felt comforting. It was one of those things I would often ask my dad to make when I stayed with him, which was kind of at various phases in my life with my dad was like weird, could be weird, like uncomfortable with like if he had a new wife or like was living in a new living situation, but he makes the best mashed potatoes. And then I just think that they're like fun. I think that sometimes cooking can feel very serious and very like staunchy and any food that can be fun just delights me. I think that we don't have enough fun as grownups anyways. I think that's why we love Dan so much. Um, It's 100% why we love Dan so much. And I'll quit telling you guys about why I think tots are great because I think that you guys also think tots are great because as soon as we had Dan Whalen on for the s'mores episode to talk about his s'mores book and y'all heard that he wrote a book about tots, you were like, oh, we're going to need to have Dan back. Yeah. And I'm really (laughs) glad that we did because I have to say that I am a little bit, I won't say the opposite, but I don't love potatoes. I mean, like French fries and great mashed potatoes are like on my top 10 list of foods. But outside of these a handful of preparations that I really love, potatoes don't excite me. And because of that, also, you know, like the carb thing, I thought for a long time, misconception that white potatoes were not nutritionally dense. So when I bought potatoes, I always bought sweet potatoes after I had kids because I was just thinking about like, how do we like maximize like flavor and nutrition for the kids. So my kids actually, other than French fries, don't love white potatoes either. My kids, neither of them likes mashed potatoes. What? They just never, because I never made them. Yeah. I never made tots. I would do some like French fries every once in a while, but like that's really it. And then sweet potatoes, they both are obsessed with sweet potato. So I don't know. This was really good for me because I 
agree about the fun. I think that that's a huge piece of being inspired night after night to get in the kitchen and do it. Like if you aren't having any fun, that's a huge part of the problem. And we touch on this in the episode about feeding ourselves. Like what can you do so that this chore that we have to do, you know, whether it's to like stay on budget or because we want to feed our kids a certain way, like we just, we have to cook. How can we make it more playful, more enjoyable? And you guys sold me on tots. I just need yes. the all natural version. Also, I'm sorry. I feel like the Alexis <laughs> brand is a great one to look at. We should do a little like digging yeah. about ingredients. Cause you and Dan kind of geeked out about the ingredients together. And I feel like we should look at like Aura Ida versus a quote unquote cleaner brand or a brand with fewer ingredients like Alexis and see what the differences are. And maybe we could even share that in the show notes. I would like to do that because I actually did that for um, oven fries. Yeah. Frozen fries. And that is the brand that I get. But I remember finding, but this was a couple of years ago, that they had a couple, you know, they have a couple of different French fry options in their product line. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I wish I could remember the specifics, show notes, people go check them out. But there were certain products in the French fry line that I was like, "Mm, I don't need that. And there was one in particular that was like potato, oil, salt, like rosemary extract. We, We all need to know that one. So we should share in the show notes for sure. The other thing that I really appreciated that you asked Stacey was you asked Dan about this idea of like, okay, Dan is like an inspired mind. He has all these crazy creative ideas. And you asked him like, how can someone who isn't a pro cook like take the ideas that you use or take how you think about food and make food more exciting at home too. Um, And so I feel like we shouldn't with, it's like without further ado, we should talk about Dan. You may know Dan as a previous guest on our s'mores episode, but Dan Whalen is a prolific blogger at the food in my beer. And he's also the author of a ton of cool mashup books, including s'mores tots. And he's working on a nacho book that's going to come out in 2021. Let's hear from Dan. So. You literally wrote the book on tots, tots, 50 totally awesome recipes from tachos to sweet potato pie. Also, I can't help but making tot puns. Like I even made the subject line (laughs) of the email, the link for tot days recording and just cracked myself up. So tell us. Yeah, we tried to fit basically as many uh, puns in the book as we possibly could. If you don't, it's really a missed opportunity. I'm definitely team tots, but I just learned before we got on that Stacy is more like a tots out gal. She doesn't cook tots at home. <laughs> tots out? <laughs> beautiful. Oh my gosh. So I'm curious, what was the motivation behind writing a book about tots? And do you feel like tots are, are like a great dinner shortcut or great for family meals? Let's try and convince Stacy. (laughs) Sure. So, I I mean, I thought it was time for a tot book. Um, I keep seeing, kept seeing them pop up at restaurants, and I still do. And I felt like you were saying most people were having them out. Um, They used to be more of like an at-home thing, and then people were having them out. And then when people were making them at home, they were still just kind of putting them in the oven and having them on the side. And I wanted to sort of bridge the gap between people doing fun things with them at restaurants and not doing it at home. So um, I wanted to show like it actually was simple to to do that at home. And I, yes, I do think it's a great shortcut. 
I mean, it's already cooked potatoes, uh, so it, it basically can already be like hash browns for you. Um, I had tater tots this morning. I keep them in my freezer at all times, and sometimes if I'm doing like a little breakfast burrito, I'll just throw a few tots um, in the pan with my eggs. So um, yeah, it's a great shortcut, but it also can be sort of the star of, of your dinner instead of just on the side. Can we talk really quickly about your favorite brands of tater tots? Yeah, sure. I haven't really found one that I necessarily don't like. <laughs> um, and I mean, Orida is the gold standard yeah. and they are who invented them, which I think is a crazy cool story as well. Like they were throwing away French fry scraps and they decided to just start selling them. Oh, <laughs> um, that's amazing. They actually put them on the market at first uh, and they weren't selling and they raised the price and people thought they were maybe actually like worth buying now because they had a higher price point. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because I mean, they were sort of scraps yeah. and trash and people kind of thought they were based on the price point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, um, that's the that's most of the time when I get, uh, I, if I'm going to a more like organic or natural store, usually there's a few different brands that are also pretty good. Um, and I think it depends more about how you cook them than the actual difference of brands. Okay, that makes total sense. So what's the key? I think there's a few different keys. So like I cook them three different ways. You can actually deep fry them, obviously. You can bake them, which is also written on the package. But uh, pan frying is a is a great in-between. Uh, it takes less time than doing it in the oven. And they come out almost as if they're fried, but you don't have to deal with like actually deep frying. Wait, I am such a tater tot aficionado and I've never pan fried them. I've only ever deep fried or cooked them. I mean, I guess I've pan fried them like you're talking about for for making hash browns and like putting into breakfast burritos. But walk us through that a little bit. Like, do you use a big skillet? How much oil are you putting in there? And like, can you do a whole bag at once or do you have to do like it in um, portions? Uh, so the, you can you have to do it in portions for sure. I would say like depending on your pan size, maybe fifteen to twenty, I guess. Um, just a very thin layer of oil. The thing about tots is like they're very sturdy when they're frozen, obviously, and they're sturdy when they're cooked. But there's a time in between when they're just thawed, where they're very fragile. Um, so that's the kind of hump you have to get over when you're pan frying them. Uh, but yeah, you just don't crowd the pan because they also will stick together, oddly enough, and just make sure they get kind of brown on the bottom first and then flip them once maybe. And then once they get brown on like two sides, you can actually just start kind of shaking them around in the pan a little more. Be careful with your tots, people. They're fragile. <laughs> fragile tots. <laughs> fragile. <laughs> Oh, okay. I want to mention that I feel like one of the secrets specifically to the Aura Ida brand, because we cook them a lot, is like to cook them at a little bit higher temperature than the pan recommends or to leave them in there longer. Because I feel like when people are making tater tots at home from frozen, they can be a little um, like limp and that people think they don't like tater tots because of that, because most restaurants are deep frying them. Have you ever tried that? Or also, have you ever tried like preheating the pan for tater tots to get them more crispy? I usually don't preheat the pan, but I do cook them higher than the than the um, package suggests. Yes. And yeah, uh, I, I sometimes toss them a little bit in oil too. Uh, so I'll like pour them all out in the pan, add just like a drizzle of oil and kind of shake them around on the pan, then spread them out, uh, cook them on higher. I have a convection oven, which is awesome, and I always use convection for almost everything. Um, it sort of 
makes your oven an air fryer. Yeah. Um, I do suggest convection if you have it and then just uh, cook them a little higher for sure. And if you have an air fryer, I know we have never done a didn't I just feed you episode about the air fryer, but it is really great for tots. Um, I think we should talk about, okay, just outside of cooking them because they're awesome as like a fun snack or side. What are some of your favorite not tater tot ways to use tater tots? If that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a ton of different things I've done with them. I like to smush them and make them kind of like uh, latkes oh. a little bit. <laughs> um, I've, there's a lot of different shapes and sizes of tots. Um, I consider the... You know, the McDonald's hash brown? Yes. Yes, that like flat oval. Yes, I think that's a tot. And I did some recipes with those, like a grilled cheese using those as a bread, (laughs) which is like (laughs) so kind of disgusting, but amazing at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've done the coin-shaped tots and used them as almost like as little buns for sliders, which also is kind of like a time-consuming thing for to have like one little bite of food. Um, but they look so cool and they taste really good too. And then what about using them? Isn't it a thing to put tots on top instead of like a crust or a biscuit? Isn't that called something? I it's feel like that's hot, a I feel Midwest like hot pot. Hot dish. Hot dish. Yes. yes. There's a hot dish, which is popular. Um, like Minnesota, I think is where it originated. And you just kind of layer them on top. Uh, but I've also mashed them up and put them as a topping, like on a chicken tot pie. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I feel like we should just say puns over and over. I know. We could Um, fill a whole hour with that. Okay. So do you feel like smashing them gets you a better crust than just, I've seen, I've only seen hot dish in pictures, I have to be honest, instead of just lining them up whole the way I've seen that before? Like, do you get more like good ratio of crispy outside to like yummy potato inside? I think it depends what you, what you want personally. Um, and obviously, it will take a little longer, I'd say. And some of the bottom will kind of meld more into the dish uh, compared to just putting them whole on top. Uh, but there's benefits of both, for sure. I I like the idea of it melting into the dish a little bit because I've always wondered about hot dish, how the top doesn't get soggy underneath, like in the place where it touches the casserole. Yeah, I mean, it does. It is soggy on half of it, for sure. And you really have to cook uh, the top a lot like broil it to make sure that there's some crispy parts and do you ever just broil tots just to broil them like oh they didn't come out exactly right like is that a a good fix for someone who's trying to master cooking tots but doesn't get it quite right yeah i would give them a little a little finish in the broiler for sure but there is a thing where they dry out if you cook them a little too much yeah okay i have so much to learn yeah, I feel, I'm like, oh, I want to fly to your house, Stacy, and make you hot dish and cook you tots so you can just understand. I want to talk about broiling because the only other time I broil tater tots is when I'm making tachos. I always feel like I'm saying that weird, mm-hmm. but I feel like we would be remiss because our listeners love cheese and they love nachos and tachos are like the ultimate combining of tots and and cheese. So what? <laughs> Although I'm just going to say our listeners in quotes. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I our mean, listeners. I mean me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about tachos. Go for it. I think, um, well, first of all, it's, it's amazing that 
someone decided that nachos are only a state of mind now (laughs) 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 and you can like do whatever you want by you can put cheese on top of anything and it's nachos yes Um, here for it so i love tachos and it is one of the springboards really that made me want to to write the book there is a lot of technique i guess involved like you're saying they can uh, tater tots can be limp and be fragile and if they're all falling apart it kind of it still is going to be good when you're eating a mound of potato and cheese but uh, there is the kind of like art to keeping them all separate um, and keeping them nicely crispy while they're topped with the cheese and everything um, I I went back and forth a lot for the tacho recipe in the book because I wrote it out with pan frying even though you have to kind of do it in batches but I really think that it helps. But I also made sure to list like you can definitely do it uh, by baking as well. Just make sure they're crispy. Uh, My favorite thing is when I go uh, snowboarding with my friends in the winter, I'll do two sheets, two whole sheet trays of the tater tots and then dump one sheet tray onto the other. So then it becomes the pile and then top it with all the cheese and and salsa and everything. Oh my gosh. So it's like double the tater tots. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And for um, tachos, do you just do like in general the the basic like ground meat with taco seasoning and cheese or do you do cheese sauce? And then like are there any toppings that you can't put on tachos? No, I think you can really do whatever you want. I mean, I have a whole there's a whole section of tots with things on them. And I mean, I think if you're calling it tachos, it probably should be nacho toppings. Yes. Um, I think my main recipe does have ground beef. Uh, but I've topped them with so many different things. I've done like Chinese, uh, like mapo tofu uh, sauce poured on top yeah. of them. I've done like Spanish style patatas bravas oh. uh, using tater tots with like the spicy aioli and the um, and the tomato sauce. So I've done a whole di- bunch of different versions. Uh, in the summer, I go to the Cape every year with some friends, and I do this lobster tots where I just put some like, like a mayo sauce with uh, chives and lobster on it. It's really good. Yum. I would never have thought of lobster and tots, but that sounds so good. And then that makes me think like smoked salmon would be so mm-hmm. good on tots too. Like Yeah. Every- so when I do the, when I do the um, lot keys, well, like the tot keys, I guess you yes. call them, um, <laughs> I put uh, caviar in them. And it's so fun to me to, that's what my favorite type of cooking when you're putting like high end and low end together. And I did that for New Year's um, with some people and it's really the best way to eat caviar. Yum. (laughs) I believe that. So Dan, one of the things that I love about your cooking across all of your books and all of your work is how incredibly creative and fun you are. And thank you. I feel like, you know, that's hard to... It's hard to teach people how to replicate that. <laughs> you know, like even some professional recipe developers are really good at more like technique and classics. Like not everybody has the brilliant food mind that you have. But <laughs> if you were going to try to get people to um, improvise in their own kitchens, like what are some guidelines? Like are tots a good stand-in for certain things in particular? Or is it just like try them in anything and see what happens? I like to tell people basically take what you like and use that as like a starting point. So um, with tots, obviously, like the way I wrote this book was I and I make this joke like I kind of spin the wheel where 
I'm like, okay, think of every potato dish and then spin the wheel with like other things I love and see how they those other dishes can fit in with tater tots. <laughs> so I think for people to try and do stuff on your own, it's like if you want to make a version of tachos or topped tater tots, think about what else you love, like like a burger. And then it's like, how can I take the ingredients of a burger and then make them into a pile of tater tots? That's so good. I really love a very simple recipe from the tots book, using the tots as croutons. Ah, for a Caesar salad. Yeah, that's so good. And I have to admit, this is very nerdy. But part of why I never really cooked tots at home is because once... I had kids, I just sort of shifted into, you know, being very mindful about the ingredients that I stocked as a, you know, matter of course in my house. And, you know, there's some, a lot of brands, there's some preservatives. I feel like now with Whole Foods and a lot of the natural brands really exploding in the last 10 years, there are, of course, all natural versions of Tots available. And you mentioned them up top. Mm-hmm. But I just never got in the habit of it because I was like, that's not something I want to feed my kids, even right. though it's delicious. I would say, yeah, like it, it's pretty clear what's on, what's in them on the label. And mo- a lot of tots have a more clean label for sure than others. Uh, one thing that I look at for sure is what flavorings are there. Um, because if uh, there is a dessert section in this book, and if you're buying tots that have onion powder and garlic powder in them, uh, they're not going to work as well. Yeah, things oh. might get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Alexis brand is one that they flavor a lot of their potato products, so that's probably a good watch out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, I'm sure the answer is going to be yes, but I want to talk about this, made teeter tots from scratch at home? I thought you were going to bring this up. <laughs> Because, well, I love this because it's emulating our s'mores conversation, yes. like from like, beat is by it, beat. Is it worth it? <laughs> I think it's 100% worth it. Uh, what I say it's more for tater tot enthusiasts, yes. for sure. Um, I like to do it and add my own fun other ingredients to it, uh, like adding, say, um, corned beef in, right into the tater tot. Uh, so you have like a corned beef hash bite. Um, some taco seasonings work really nice in it. Uh, I worked on my recipe for a while because I knew it had to be perfect, obviously, even though I knew it was probably going to be the least cooked recipe in the book. Uh, so I have a technique because a lot of pe- there's also a, t- a question of like what defines what a tater tot is. And I've gone to many restaurants where their tater tots were actually mashed potato croquettes. Oh, And I think you need to make sure that there's chunks of potato in there to call it a tater tot. Um, So what I did was I cubed up the potatoes. I cooked them in the oven, but not all the way so that the edges were getting a little brown, but the insides were not fully cooked. And then I processed them in the food processor, but made sure to pulse so that it left uh, chunks. And I only tried to bind them with a little bit of dehydrated potato flake, which is one of my favorite ingredients in the world, often um, sold at the store as instant mashed potatoes. Yes. Also like a food styling <laughs> secret. Every food stylist keeps flake potatoes in their kit. 
Oh, no, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because you can make like fake ice cream with it and you can use it to bind oh, wow. things together, just like you're talking about. Okay, so fake and I've potatoes. Used it also, okay, yeah, we can go back to those. <laughs> um, I only used the flake potatoes really and I think some butter maybe because I wanted to make sure that if you look at the tater tots, um, the labels, they don't have a lot of things like eggs and cheese. But if you look at tater tot recipes on the internet, they do have those because it makes it much easier to make them. Uh, so I wanted to make a sort of pure tater tot recipe that really emulated the ones that you find in the store. And then I also have variations like broccoli tots or zucchini tots or sweet potato or beet tots uh, that do use eggs and other binders um, as well. Which are your favorite? Is potato like the classic is the way to go? Yeah, I think so. And I also, I mean, if you're making them at home, I think also fry them because they really like you're taking all the effort you want, like the pinnacle of tater tots um, at that moment. Eat it fresh out of the fryer, dip it in like mayo and ketchup mixed together or something. Um, but I do also list in the book that the my favorite way to make baked homemade tater tots is to use a, a muffin tin. Oh, so yeah. It's much easier to kind of push them into the bottoms of the muffin tin. And all the uh, parts that are touching the pan will get nicely browned. Um, and then you just kind of pop them out at the end and they it works really well. Yeah, see, I'm such a nerd. Part of why I like the teeter tots as croutons is because I feel like that gives you texture and taste and it adds a kind of dynamic element to your salad you're not substituting anything that has any kind of better nutritional value in fact right. like you're, add bread, you're adding yeah. vegetables <laughs> yeah. you're adding potato but i love the idea of making them homemade with other vegetables and kind of leveraging that with kids but <laughs> so. on the real real stacy are you going to make tater tots at home uh probably not <laughs> I had a, I would, my... but now I'm going to buy them actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We want a full report on that when you do. I wanted to mention that I had a super chefy boyfriend in my early 20s and he, we used to make teeter tots every year for Thanksgiving. And oh. it was, I think it was a Michelle Richard recipe, but it was very like, took three days because you were like cooking and then processing the potatoes and then like binding them with gelatin and doing this little roulade with them and then freezing that and then cutting them and then frying them and then frying them again. But Dan, your recipe sounds like something I would actually make and could actually make like even with my kids. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't take too long. And, um, <laughs> I'm sure those fancy tots are delicious. There's been reports of like a tater tots that take like 36 hours to make um at fancy restaurants in california that are like slow roasted and beef fat and stuff which also sound great um but the, i tried to make a recipe that was pretty approachable for most people yes because the thing is if you're going to swap something for like something that's readily available frozen in in varying quality like right everyone can find something that they feel comfortable comfortable about ingredient wise in the freezer section. So if you're going to ask people to make a homemade version, it has to be both easy and more delicious. Yeah. And you know, there's a ton, it was really popular a few years ago, like broccoli tots were really making yes, rounds totally. on the I internet. Remember that. And, uh, you know, they, <laughs> I mean, they're good, but they're good because those recipes are loaded with cheese. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great, but it felt less like an actual tot to me. Okay. Can you give us like the tiniest preview of the nacho book that you're working on right now and tell us, are there more tachos to come? Uh, I'm not sure if I still am on the fence if I'm putting tachos in the nacho book or not. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there might <laughs> be a recipe just because I maybe feel like I have to. And then there is, so the, this book is actually think it's going to be called nachos for dinner so the idea is like turning meals into nachos and family meals and like making it more of like an everyday weeknight uh dinner as opposed to like a restaurant appetizer yes totally Uh, we are here for that But my, of course, with my sort of brain, <laughs> I have to also have some like crazy, um, weird, fun ideas for sure. So I think the maybe I think there's going to be about 75 recipes, and I think the first one third or so is going to be building blocks. I actually worked in a burrito shop that I helped someone open and wrote all the recipes there. And I one of the things I implemented there was a different salsa of the month every month. So. Um, I have a bunch of really fun salsa ideas. I have like the homemade carnitas and making chorizo and all that stuff um, right up front so that the recipes in the back can be easier. But I wanted just to make sure that it was like well-rounded, more balanced uh, nacho ideas. And then towards the end, um, the last handful of recipes are get sort of crazy and let's make nachos, but the chips are chicken or, you know, whatever else. Yeah. I I love that idea so much because it also sounds like it might be one of your most flexible practical books because it's like each of the components of the nachos can become its own thing that you use, you know, carditas for something else, for a burrito bowl for dinner. I'm excited for that in that sense, because like the mashup book is like kind of wild ideas that and it's more like a medium level of cooking skill. Um, <laughs> the s'mores book, obviously, like it's desserts. It's not, you know, it's and it's something easy like campfire cooking, whatever. Um, the tater top book, I do think is pretty approachable for people for like dinner or like a weeknight dinner, I guess, because it's a little more indulgent. Um, but I want this book to be more like at everyday cooking for sure. Well, Dan, we cannot wait. I know. And I was going to say, as soon as our listeners hear this episode, they're going to be like, okay, so when is Dan going to come back (laughs) and talk about nachos? (laughs) Do you know when the book will be released yet? I think we're aiming for January, 2021. So it's not going to be for a bit, Okay, but they're looking, they're thinking like, let's put it out right you know, near Super Bowl time uh, to get people talking about nachos, obviously. Yes. Yes. Dan, thank you so much for talking tots with us today. (laughs) Thank you both. It's really fun always. And I haven't had a good tot conversation in a while, so (laughs) it was great. (laughs) We're happy we could have provided, we could provide you with lots of tots to talk about. (laughs) You got to get the tots out. Dan is seriously the best, and I can't wait to get my hands on some tots. But I, Megan, I feel like I need a little bit more inspiration for how to use them in creative ways, just like grabbing from the freezer, I have 20 minutes to make dinner. Like oh my gosh. Your top three ways okay, to do that's that. That's such a challenge, Stacey. Because, not, a, not a challenge because... 
it's hard, but I think a lot of what Dan mentioned is stuff that I do regularly, like this idea of taking a handful of them and breaking them up in a skillet to make like a quick breakfast burrito for dinner is one of my favorite ways. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, Dan mentioned that, right? And then um, the tachos, we do like some variation on tachos regularly. Um, Teeter tot casserole is one of those things that we, I often make for meal prep because you, it's like actually like an egg casserole and you can put a ton of veggies in it too. So you just like use the tater tots themselves as like hash browns in the egg mixture. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. That's so great. Okay. Cause that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I love the creative ideas. I love, and like, I will incorporate all of those at some point, but just the idea of like, I have 20 minutes. I need a kid-friendly dinner. That's delicious. And for me, like chock full of other vegetables or nutrients, like I'm never going to use tots as a vegetable. Yeah, I understand that. So what about this idea? We did, I did a recipe on kitchen a while ago that was like a hash brown potato soup and you would totally do the same thing with tots. Like take some chicken or veggie broth, throw tots in there, throw some either frozen or just chopped broccoli in it and simmer everything until it gets soft. I'd I'd probably add some garlic and onion powder and some fresh garlic in there as well. And then take your immersion blender and puree it till it's the consistency you like. It's probably going to have some little potato chunks as the, the tater tots fall apart. Maybe there's little bits of broccoli, but then you can finish it with some cheddar cheese and you have this like broccoli cheddar soup that would be delicious this time of year. That sounds so good. I also have a recipe. I'm sure Dan does too, but I have one on the kitchen for hot dish that uses tater tots as the topping. And the cool thing about hot dish is it's basically like a pot pie in the sense that you can throw any vegetables or any protein into it that you want to. And you kind of just make this delicious delicious gravy and then put tots on top. Um, so it's a great way to utilize leftovers and also get veggies in. Is it weird that I don't make casseroles? I find, I don't know. Casseroles are so not my thing. I have to tell you that before I worked at kitchen, I almost never made casseroles, but it is one of those like big search engine optimization words, SEO words. People are fanatical about casseroles. And if you think about it, they're kind of smart because you're putting everything into one dish and baking it. So it's very hands-off and they usually feed a crowd cheaply. Yeah, that is great. And the one thing that I have done, and I used hash browns for this, gosh, I forgot about it. I haven't done it in years, is that I'll turn leftover chili into a casserole. Ooh, yes. Oh my gosh. Can we put tots? I want you to do that and put tots yeah, on top Yeah, I did. I put, sure. I used hash browns, but instead I'm going to do tots now. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes, it yes. gives it a whole new life. It just feels different. And it's basically the same thing. It's just chili again. But then you cover it with tots and some cheese, shredded cheese. Bake it up. Yum. (laughs) I want that now. I'm hungry. I want that now. I'm also hungry. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like that's it. Like tots, we love them. You don't have to make them from scratch. You can find a brand you love. It reminds me a little bit of the the chicken nugget episode. It's okay if you don't like tots. We're just saying, hey, this is a great little shortcut that's also super fun. And we hope that as we're getting even closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas, where we know that there's a ton of obligatory cooking that you can find some ways to have fun in the kitchen too. Tots. Tots. They're the tits. The tits. (laughs) Hey, find us as didn't I just feed you on Instagram, where sometimes we make terrible jokes that 12-year-olds like. (laughs) 
ahead and Facebook where you can join that private listeners group. And remember to answer the question with either whiskey or painkiller or, hey, tell us your favorite drink. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode. You can do it right now wherever you're listening. Also, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and rate and review if you have 30 to 60 seconds. We know you do. It makes a really (laughs) big difference. Plus, it just makes us happy. So happy. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes. Or leave us a review.